Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Seems like it's time to get things started. Choo-choo train going, baby. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B.I.G. Ah! All my life, people told me I'd never be good at anything. I decided to prove them wrong. Unfortunately, you don't get credit for being good at selling crack or convincing women and making love to them with your socks on still counts. Traffic. We live in Los Angeles. Yes, but our traffic has famous people. At any given time, you could get into a fender bender with Steve Harvey. And now, what does your um, your dad and whatnot think about all of this? Because I'm sure that he's an athlete. Is he an athlete, your dad? Yeah, my dad was an athlete, but now he's um pretty fat. <laughs> our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the fifth of September. Hey, kids. Hey, Bean. I'm Can I do a thing today. before you do a thing? Yes, please. Okay. I heard you say I'm playing hurt. I'll give you a second. I'm but... playing hurt. Okay. No, my uh, thing My thing absolutely can wait for your thing. Went to the uh, store, got an apple. Okay. Mm-hmm. The new honey cut drizzle and oats apple. Oh, wow. What was the name of it? Well, it's a honey crisp, but honey it's been crisp. around for hundreds of years. I was going to say, not new, just new to you. New to yeah. me. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, for folks who don't know, until a week ago, Kevin thought there were two kinds of apples, red and green. Right, that's it. <laughs> he had no idea that there were 7,500 different varieties of apples. And that everybody started calling in with him, and I'm the only one that knows, didn't know, mm-hmm. that there's actually that many different types of apples. So right. I went and bought one mm-hmm. because of this show, and I yes. ate it this morning. Yes. It's a pretty excellent apple. Wow, look at you. I would say exceptional, even. Are really? You willi- are you willing to say you wish you hadn't eaten all those terrible, red, delicious apples over the years? <laughs> those are some BS apples. Those I are don't terrible apples. I despise those apples, but this is a better apple. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. So that's my well, update. I'm happy to hear that. Well, I'm glad we started with apple talk. <laughs> no, nowhere but up. <laughs> See, now this is going to make a difference for the rest of your life. You will know to all right, avoid. Take it easy. I mean, no, but you'll it's know to apple. avoid red, delicious. <laughs> right. Look. Okay. You should experiment and try the gala. You should try the jazz. You should try a bunch of the other flavors. I don't have that much interest in apples. But you can see which one you like the best. Right. But how many did you say or were you exaggerating? No, there are uh, there are 7,500 okay. different kinds of apples. You don't I'm need not, to try them all. I don't need to try any of them. Most supermarkets. I like the one that I eat. Why isn't that enough? <laughs> Because what if the, <laughs> what if Jeep died for the rest of my life because what if you had a gala and you went, oh, so much better than the Honeycrisp, and then you know that the Gala Apple is the one that you should be buying next time. I'm just saying, it doesn't... I'm just saying how much work do you want me to put into apples. All right, let me put it another way. All right. When you started drinking... Yes. The first... Do you remember what the first alcoholic beverage was you ever had? Um, I don't know. Probably 
Uh, Bud Light? Okay. I would think. So how about if you had decided right then, well, Bud Light's my beer. It's the only alcoholic beverage I'm ever going to drink for the oh, rest of my life. You'd be so rich. <laughs> you would be so rich. Because I'm going to spend so much money. <laughs> but you But here's would... what I'll tell you, Bean. Yes. Still love Bud Light. Okay. okay but drink I'm other saying, things, but still love Bud Light. But mm-hmm. drink other things because you were willing to be bold enough to experiment and not just settle for the one that you had and go out and try what? other Are we beverages. still talking about apples? Yes. I feel like you're putting too much effort into this. I've tried other drinks because I'm in a place and mm-hmm. they might have other drinks available. And at the time, mm-hmm. I think, right. hey, I should try that. But that's it. That's, yeah. a, that's the amount of effort that I'm willing to put into it. You haven't gone to like Apple-specific resorts. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a thing. I, I hope that's too. a thing because that's awesome. <laughs> I bet there's a thing that white people can do where they go out and pick their own apples, too. Oh, absolutely there is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kevin just said why white, white people? Because it's such a white thing. It's to such do. a white people. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Right. Look, because it's not a me thing, though. Be right. Because Listen, Mexican just... people do everything they can to not have to pick apples. Right. White okay. people will pay to go pick apples. Gotcha. That's why. All right. I am very proud of you for opening your mind. <laughs> oh my gosh! And for Are listening to this program. Are we still talking about apples? <laughs> I'm, I'm complimenting you. Thank you. But it's yeah. all I'm willing to do, though. I'm telling you, like I, that was enough. Okay, but you won't buy any more of those mealy-ass Red Delicious. I mean, if right? that's all that's available. That's not going to be all that's available. All right, why are you playing hurt? I forgot the first rule of pigs. I uh, visited a friend's pig yesterday. I was very excited. By the way, Ali, you'll uh, I'm sorry, just this. let me interrupt here. You you visited a friend who has no, a pig? A, f- a friend's pig, yeah. I went to see the pig. But you'll appreciate this, Ali. <laughs> yes. Under the pretense of, oh, no, I'd love to see your newborn. Of that's course. How yeah. That's how I got in. That's how I got in the door. Yeah. They have a uh, seven-week-old uh, baby thing, and I thought I would pretend... <laughs> a what? Baby thing. A baby thing? <laughs> I thought I would pretend to be interested in the baby thing, so I said, oh, you have to let me come over and see sweet boy or girl, whichever. Right. And, but in my mind, I thought, if I can get in that door, I can play with Percy, because I love Percy. Percy's my man, right? And he's been over to the house before, and I just, you know, I had pigs for 20 years, and love them and miss them. And I thought this is my opportunity to go play with a pig. So I went over. <laughs> is that code? Nope. Not at all. So I went over and took a, uh, you know, you don't walk through the door uh, empty-handed. So I uh, stopped at a nearby store, one that wasn't closed for a hurricane, oh. and picked up a box of uh, macaroons. Babies love macaroons. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I thought I'd, you know, bring a little a, a little gift as I walk in the door for the for the host parents, right? Mm-hmm. So while I was there and I pretended to like the kid, and then I said, Hey, you know what? Let's give Percy a macaroon. And uh and his parents said, Oh, you know what? Sure, go ahead. He's never had sugar before. Uh oh. He's never had sugar. And I thought All right, did this- you pause then and go? So long. I can start them on a long, bad road. Yeah. I did think about what hell their life is going to be now forever because right. this pig has now tasted sugar. And and this pig is not going to be excited about carrots later, I'll tell you that. <laughs> or those stupid red delicious apples. So I uh, brought out a macaroon and I thought I would break it into, you know, little pieces and, and hand them to him. You don't give it to him all, all at once. I don't, mm. You're not a savage. And after the first bite... I've never seen a pig more excited. I mean, he was like, <laughs> he was just so excited trying to get to this. Try, please don't pull the tape. Try to yeah, get to this. Please, please this don't make mac- that noise anymore. <laughs> so uh, here's how I started. So I'm playing hurt because first rule of feeding a pig is you don't put your fingers in a position where ah, they can go into no. the pig's mouth. No. So you got bit. 
badly. Yes. By a pig. I it did, yes. stoked on sugar. That was all hopped up on sugar. Yeah, exactly. that's a whole the, other kind of pig bite. On the devil's it, candy, yeah. right. <laughs> so, um, and it, because it, it's been a long time since I've had a pig, and I forgot what, what you do is you take, in this case, the broken up little pieces of the macaroon, you put them in your palm, and that way he just puts his little snout in and just, you know, licks it up or sucks it up or whatever, and he doesn't, he's not biting. But instead, I was handing it to him with my fingers, and my fingers went right in his mouth, and he just clamped down like nobody's business. And I played it super cool because, A, I, I bet you did. I, well, because I didn't want to freak out the pig. And, you know, I, I, I should have realized that pigs bite and they bite hard. Mm-hmm. It did not break the skin, but there is a huge dent in my finger, and it really, really hurts. And I can't figure out what that what that could be. Like the dent is still there. It you looks what like it could be just probably a bruise from a bite. It looks like it just happened though. Right? There's a huge dip in my finger. And you from... can't figure out what that's from? <laughs> I, I mean he's played that. it over and over in his head. Where was I? <laughs> How could this have happened to my finger? It's odd. There's an indentation. What I'm saying is I know it's the pig bite, but usually if it doesn't break the skin, if there's not a wound, usually the skin just you know goes back out and looks normal again after a certain amount of time. But this is you know, this is twenty hours later and I've still got this huge dent in my finger. I don't know, it just is a surprise to me. I just I wonder if I've done any permanent damage. I'm afraid it's gonna impact my ukulele playing. That's really where I'm going oh. with this. Oh no. If I if I lose this finger. Right. Then then what? That whole career is over. Wait, wait was your finger fine yesterday and now it's not? <laughs> yes. Oh, that's a great How did question, that happen, Chip? Chip? How could that have happened? I don't Man. understand. <laughs> So anyway, so we've all learned valuable lessons here today. Kevin knows a little something about apples, and mm-hmm. I had a refresher course on what not to do with a pig's mouth. Oh. Wow. If you're just tuning in. Right? <laughs> Sorry about that. Just ignore that. Let's talk about today's Kevin Beach show, shall we? At the risk of sounding profoundly British, what's all this then? Um, the Nike Colin Kaepernick thing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I understand people on one side love it, on people on the other side hate it. Mm-hmm. People are burning their own clothes, yeah, cutting are. their own socks. Yeah. Well, uh, what's wrong with those people? Really making a statement. I mean, honestly, <laughs> honestly. First of all, you're making a statement. Maybe if you put it up on social media, but mm-hmm. then Which is no what one are doing. By right, the way. but then no one cares. Right after they see it one for one second. Yeah, they're asking why you didn't donate that. Right, and then you're out of shoes. Yeah. Right, so you're right. dumb. Right. And by the way, Nike makes football jerseys, too. Let's not forget that. So now, whoever your team is, you no longer wear that jersey anymore? You burn those football jerseys because of because of the Colin Kaepernick thing? I mean, you have to. Right? Right? I mean, if you're being consistent. Right. Come on. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Um, there's something called the Tomato Fest in Spain. Mm-hmm. I brought in highlights for you. Cool. It's, um, it's ridiculous. Look, it looks gnarly. It's gnarly, and it's uh, incredibly dumb. Oh. It's really weird. Excellent. There's a thing right in the middle of it where they grease up a pole. Oh. <laughs> All right. Go on. Then they put a ham on top of it. Sorry, Bean. They put a ham on top oh, of it. Oh, no. And then these guys try and climb to get the ham. Why? I don't know. There's no reason for it. Yeah, it is hard to climb a greasy pole. <laughs> really, really I've is. said that for years. <laughs> well, what does a ham have to do with a tomato I, festival? Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I did a relatively deep dive, and then at the end of it, I said... I don't really care okay. why the ham's up there. All right. Okay. Um, I'll tell you about that today. Uh, weird phobias on the show today. Sure. Bean makes us guess. Uh, and would you like to take that back? It's on the program today. Yeah. And um, Looking at you, Allie. I don't... What? <sighs> With the... Looking at you. <sighs> Allie's what? stepping up. Going for the crown. Wow, I don't... 
know how to take this. I think the rest of us can leave. Really? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> no, it's not quite that extreme. But you've got some explaining to do. Okay. We'll take a break. We will come back with what's happening next. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Alan McKay is literally squealing. <laughs> I'm like, I, she's jumping up and down in her seat. What's what's happening? Here's the thing. When you get a text from Kevin at 4.30 in the morning, uh, first of all, it's always going to be good. Was it Radio Underf? I was so excited that it would be. But then when I received this text, I was even more excited. He said, hey, my friend was at a show in Milwaukee last night and sent me this if you want to use it for what's happening or just be happy that you have it. And I watched it and I'm telling you, I don't know when I've been this happy before in oh. my life. So you know it's going to be one of a few things. Could it be, you know, Fozzie Bear? Right. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Could it be something from Will and Grace? Sure. Love all of them? Maybe. Or is it something from The Killers? It's something from The Killers. Kevin, who sent you this video and how do I thank them? My friend Kurt sent it to me about... I don't know, a half hour before I sent it to you. Okay. He just texts me because he knows I'm up about that time of mm-hmm. day. And we texted back and forth. We haven't seen each other in a long time. He's like, hey, I was at the, I think the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, it's their new, a new arena. A new arena called the uh, Fisserv Forum. <laughs> I, I, I don't love it. <laughs> but the Fisher yeah. Forum? It's not Fisher. Oh, okay. No, it's uh, Fisserv. F-I-S-E-R-V. Listen, we're getting in okay, the weeds. Okay, sorry. So he went to see the killers there. Uh huh. And he said, You'll never believe what song they ended with. So here's the question I pose to you, Bean. They're playing in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. What song do you think that they did for their fans specific to the city they were playing in? I have two guesses. Okay. It's going to be annoying if one of them is right, just for the record. Well, because it's I'm going to make sense. Of famous though. fans from Wisconsin. Okay. Oh. Garbage, mm-hmm. who Metallica just covered on their op- tour opener last sure. night. Sure. Or the Violent Femmes. Well, you would think Violent both of Femmes those things. Violent Femmes for the killers oh. at the show. Okay. Has nothing somebody, to do with this. Yeah. Neither of the Okay. Or is huh. it some, somebody else from some, from Milwaukee? You could say that. Absolutely. It's a theme song. They did the theme from Happy Days. Again, no. Oh. Um... <laughs> That was set in Milwaukee. I know, but you were so happy. Yeah. Because that would have been so awesome to hear the killers doing the theme from Happy Days. Well, let me uh, let me interest you with an even better theme song to a show set in Milwaukee. Yeah! <laughs> a better way to pay tribute to this town than, than to finish with this next song. Thank you all for coming tonight. This is last song. No way. Wait for it. Right now, who have no idea what this right. song is? Who cares? Just listen. Are we gonna never do heard the word impossible? We this time is no stopping us. All right, we're just gonna get to the chorus. Okay, they've got a dream. We just know now. Let them go. Please hold. 
then there's a guitar solo. <laughs> I lost my mind. That's amazing. That's so funny because I just sent it to you and I just thought, eh, she'll play like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. It's very clever for them to take the time to learn that song. Right. Isn't that cool? I love them so So for so folks much. who don't know, Happy Days was a very popular show in the 1970s and into the 80s. And the Laverne and Shirley show was a spinoff mm-hmm. from that show. And that was a very popular theme song that became a hit record in yeah. 1976. And who would have, in a million years, if you had sat down and, and written a list of songs killers could cover, that would never have been on the list. For me, thinking about Milwaukee, I I don't know why. I think of Laverne and Shirley before I think of Happy Days. Is that weird? I don't uh, have a thought on that. <laughs> Did you like Laverne or Shirley more? Because I, I felt like Sh- Shirley was more vulnerable. She had Boo Boo Kitty and dated the big ragu. Remember that? Again, was again a boxer. Getting, into the, getting into the weeds here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Stay on target. Okay. That was a very cool moment from the killers, though, and it shows that they really... <laughs> They're just not going through the motions with their fans. How many right. bands come out and do a TV show theme? Not From many. 1976. Right. <laughs> not many. <laughs> oh, I love them so very much. They are awesome. All right, maybe I oversold it. <laughs> but damn. That I mean, made it was me cool. So I don't happy. think we needed to hear 20 minutes of it, but it was cool. We heard a oh, minute that's... 20, and trust me, there's more. There's a guitar solo, and then they uh-huh. harmonize a bit. I'll post it on my social media. There you go. That's the best way to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> you are my like soul killer right yep. now. Oh, he would totally be if it was Happy Days. He would just be going crazy, right? right? No, it's Laverne and Shirley, so that's not good enough for him. Whatever. Hey, remember when Bono the other day couldn't finish his set? Yeah. And by set, I mean twenty minutes into the concert, he's like, "Ah, guys, full no voice, voice. Yeah. no voice, full voice, no voice within minutes. Yeah. Not a good situation." Well, it seems to be catching. Well, Uh-oh. Not really catching. But uh, the Foo Fighters have to reschedule two shows on the Canadian leg of their Concrete and Gold tour because Dave Grohl lost his voice after the first date of the tour's show in Seattle. So he's like, uh, no voice, sorry. Mm. But in characteristic Dave Grohl form, he said, that's the last time I ever make out with Bono. <laughs> See, because Bono had the... Mm, I can see Dave Grohl losing his voice way quicker than Bono. Even. I can see Dave Grohl making out with Bono, right? <laughs> right. Uh, okay. I was thinking about the story about the voice oh, uh-huh. and the singing and yeah. that stuff. Oh, see, I'm just picturing. Right. Yeah, because his, his style range of music, and he how he sings. A lot. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So you're you're taking away from what? from Bono. You're like Bono, whatever. I can see Dave because Dave puts so much more into his music. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This rough go of things, <laughs> you two. I'm sorry you had to hear this. Who's the, uh, who's the singer we had on, Kevin, that you offended deeply by mocking him losing his voice by saying, well, you don't exactly leave it all out on the stage or something no, like that. No, you didn't. Do you remember it? what it I'm talking about? No Patrol. It was Snow Patrol. Oh, so oh, it, yeah. it was somebody that I, I liked. <laughs> it was Snow Patrol. You were like, well, you don't really sing that much anyway or sing that loud or so you're sing not that. like a rage against the machine band or something like that <laughs> wow and, and I, there was it was very quiet on his end of the phone i absolutely uh he was in studio by the way and i oh, was absolutely <laughs> didn't mean it to insult him at all right i was just trying to be funny who was the band that um you were talking about them performing at weenie roast and you were saying like they had to follow someone huge yeah and you were saying you wouldn't want to be them but right. then you said quote, perfectly fine. you were perfectly fine who was it? I don't know. It was Silver Sun Pickups, and it was at Acoustic Christmas. They had to follow Panic at the Disco. Is that what it was? Kevin, God damn it! Sorry. I mean... Don't I just, let Kevin talk to the guests. Right? 
look. Listen. Listen. Perfectly fine. Right. Some birthdays for you. Michael Keaton still would, right? Absolutely. Amen. Rose McGowan, Dweezil Zappa, and Bob Newhart. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Afro line is on the air at 323-520-AFRO. I gotta tell you, podcast people are the best. Because they go an extra step to listen to the Kevin and Bean show. Mm -hmm. And we get a lot of response from them. And usually it's a topic we've talked about in the last couple of weeks. Hi, Kevin and Bean. So I'm listening to the podcast, and I'm thinking about the dumbest thing I believed as a kid. So when I was little, my sister told me that Santa Claus got hit by an airplane, and that's why he doesn't visit us. Okay, I just want you to notice her age as she tells the story. So that actually stayed with me until I was in my 20s, because I think I had a habit of looking up at airplanes and cursing at them because they killed Santa Claus. And only when I was in my 20s, one day I realized, like, wait a second, Santa Claus doesn't exist. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Right, Kevin? Hey, why bring me into that? <laughs> and by the way, for the kids listening, the, the caller is mistaken. Right. About Santa Claus not existing. Yeah. She's very confused about the whole thing. And he wasn't hit by a plane. No. And he's right. fine. And he's he'll great. see you in a couple of months. Correct. Hey, uh, back to the tipping part. I'm catching up on the iPods. The cast, I'm a little intoxicated. Not to worry. No worries. But what the heck is it when Domino's Pizza, you got a tip, the driver, but yet there's a driving fee or a delivery fee. So please get back to me because isn't the delivery fee you're paying the guy that's taking you to pizza, but then you got a tip him? What's really going on? And by the way, we are whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Love that guy. Call anytime. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't understand that. If there's a delivery fee, that is odd that you would have to tip on top of that. Unless the delivery fee somehow goes to the franchise and the driver has still got his hand out and he's on his own, you know, with yeah. tips. I, yeah, you know what? He brings up a good question and right? somebody should get to the bottom of that. You played a Limp Biscuit song. Why would you do that? Well, Burn an everlasting hell fire. Burn. It, it was, was cover song day. Cover song day, and I'm sorry, I stand by their cover of George Michael's Faith as being fun to hear once in a while. Well, bird in hell, according to that guy. Yeah. I was just listening to the part where you guys were talking about apples on the podcast, and is it weird that listening to Omar talk about eating Granny Smith's apples gave me a boner? <laughs> talking about the skin being extra thick, the oh, saliva oh building up. Oh, yeah, Omar, tell me more about your apples and the thick skin you love to put in your mouth. Oh, my God. I'm concerned about him eating wow. brandy. i got to be honest. I sort of have a boner. Apples. I'm with Bean. You can't just buy any old red delicious because they're red, but they're not delicious. They taste like apple feet. If apples have feet, that's what a red delicious tastes like. <laughs> Honey crisp, all the way. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. If apples had feet, that's what they'd taste like. <laughs> yep. And now don't you feel like you've wasted your whole life eating those dumb I apples, I really do, Kevin. yeah. Um, another podcast listener. Hey, party people. Podcast listener over here. I'm listening to you guys talking about awkward places you vomited. Well, uh, me and my boyfriend took a trip to Costa Rica. I had an edible before I got to LAX. I drank a beer when we checked in. And as we were on the tarmac about to take off, I threw up all over my lap all over my boyfriend's sweater and all over the people who were sitting in front of me. Oh. I waved the flight attendant and I told them that I was okay. We took off and I sat in my vomit clothes for 17 hours. 
It was great. I had a great time. Bye. Oh, oh man. Can you imagine being the person in front of her? No. No. You're not enjoying the weed, you're not enjoying the alcohol, but you get no. the throw up. You get the vomit. It's a shame she didn't have a check-in bag that might have had a change of clothes in it. Yeah, I, I can't know, speak to that. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying. I wonder saying. what she did bring with her, though. Like, just a small carry-on, do you think? Or... But to sit in your own vomit for 17 hours. And you know the smell was not contained oh, to her seat. God. Yeah, that was rough. Oh. That's, that's real bad. Oh, I actually grew up in a fountain in a terrace that was at a club in New Orleans, being after drinking about, I don't know, three Colorado bullfrogs and then eight hand grenades. Yeah, so I threw up all over there. Threw up all over Bourbon Street. I mean, welcome to the crowd. Yeah. yeah. And Bourbon Street. There's so much vomit on Bourbon Street. <laughs> I mean, in the middle of the day, you see people just hurling, and people don't even stop and look. They just keep on walking. Remember when we found out that Allie's parents were giving her code? No, we that didn't. She, she would call them, and they uh-huh. would say, no. we're napping. And it turns out that meant that they were doing more than napping. No, they, they just wa- didn't want to be interrupted by Allie. Oh, yeah, hey, we're- I just heard about your parents visiting town, town. You know they're boning in town, town. They're bumping uglies in town, town. <laughs> so beautiful. So much. <laughs> that was so nice. The email to you, hey, we're uh-huh. napping for the next hour, is the equivalent of tying the sock onto your dormitory door to let your roommate know now's not a good time to come in. I hate it so much. But they're people. They're human beings. They're not. They're taking a nap, you guys. They're putting in work. Oh, God. Can we revisit the time Dean's wife was on air moaning over Julio Iglesias, is it possibly? I don't know. But, um, yeah, that got me nice and hot. Am I right? Eh? Eh? All right. This is a clip. I think this the B team found this. Mm-hmm. Plan oh. B, whatever, whoever they are. Plan they, B. I think they found this clip. <laughs> Kevin, I have bad news. You plan B is something completely oh, different. Okay. I think they found this clip in nineteen maybe you'll have to let me guess help me guess, Bean, but ninety one. Mm-hmm. That's when Donnie and I met and started dating and married. Yes. All right. So you have audio of yes. this and this is Donna being in love with Julio Iglesias, yes. who is the very popular Spanish singer that she loved his voice, I guess. Listen to us. Holy crap. Why did anyone listen? Hey, Donna. Hey, honey. Hang on. We're playing a little Julio here. Hang on. You're playing Julio? Actually, that's just uh, Allie's mom. going on? Okay. You stop it. You stop it. You were kidding about the whole 976 babe thing, but that's how Donna and I met. A lot of people don't realize that. Oh, my God. It's Julia. You sound a lot better now than you do when he's at home, too. That's now, why don't you ever make those noises with me? Well, I did make those noises with you this weekend when Julio was playing. Only when Julio was playing, though. How many times do you have to rewind and watch that same piece of tape? <laughs> Honey, I'm sorry, but you know, there's something about, and I don't want anybody, like, writing me any letters because I'm Hispanic, too, but there's something about a sweaty Hispanic guy in white polyester suits that just makes me hot. I guess I was not aware of that. <laughs> I was not aware of that. But you know what? I, I really appreciate the effort that you've gone to in trying to sound like Julio lately. Even when I come home in the in the afternoon, I go, how are you, Donna? You look lovely. I mean, that's, that's on the verge of it. <laughs> can, can I pay you a drink? <laughs> I'd like to pay you a drink. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, 
god. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's been listen. How are you, Donna? You look lovely. I mean, that's, that's on the verge of it. I like your favorite drink. <laughs> what is happening? Now, was oh it, didn't <laughs> Billy Crystal have a character back on Saturday Night Live or something where he did that voice? So you look marvelous, Pretty guys. much. You look yeah. marvelous. Yeah. I mean, it was, maybe that's what I was trying you to do. You were in the world of oh, that? God. Right. But I am not, as you, I'm not like you, what? the man of a thousand right. voices, Thank Kevin. You. you know How are you, Donna? You look lovely. I mean, that's, that's on the verge of it. I like your favorite drink. I'd like to pay you a drink. <laughs> I don't know why that was. Oh my god! That's fantastic. That tape, right? Yes, oh right. And Kevin, you sounded extra drunk too. I just, I'm, it depends. Every single day, I sound drunk. So that's uh, that was a thing right there. And my wife actually sounded happy back then. Oh, I haven't heard that level of joy. Well, in her voice in a How long, long time. has it been since? How are you, Donna? You look lovely. I mean, that's that's on the verge. I like to pay you a drink. Maybe start talking like that. I need to put on some Julio Iglesias, I guess. By the way, the B team, we need to cancel that show because right? they have done nothing but embarrass us since they started. Uh, you can catch that podcast along with the Kevin Dubin podcast on the radio.com app or at krock.com. They are really, really going through the archives, aren't they? Yeah, it's not good sometimes. 323-520-AFRO, <laughs> 24 hours a day. It's Kevin and BJ Rock KROQ. By the way, a pro tip, if you're busy burning your Nike apparel this morning, uh, Nike also owns Converse, mm-hmm. so you got to burn those too. They do? Okay. Yeah, they sure do. I didn't know that. So we will discuss uh, all of that, that controversy in the news coming up. Also, weird phobias and B makes his guess right around the corner. First, Allie's here with What's Happening. Well, What's Happening is the Paley Fest Fall Previews Panel. It is going on, yeah, at the Paley Center for Media, September 6th through the 16th. It is a blast. You get Call tickets. one 800 Not yet. Not yet. I'm still explaining what it is. Hold on, though. Yeah, you... Uh, you Get tickets. You see some of your favorite shows up there on the stage. The cast, the creators, the writers, everyone telling you all about the show, some behind-the-scenes stuff. It is an absolute blast. We got a winner! We don't, because I haven't even told you what the tickets are for yet. These tickets are for... ABC presents The Kids Are All Right, The Rookie, and A Million Little Things. So three oh brand new We have a winner we, again. <laughs> but we don't because I haven't even I haven't even given out the number or what number caller to be. Call now. 1-800-520-1067. That's the number. I love you. That is the number. Okay. So if you would like to go see those panels, The Kids Are All Right, The Rookie, A Million Little Things on September 8th, be caller 10. At that number, 1-800-520-1067. And you are going to get some passes. It's a what blast. Are the, what are the shows again? I'm sorry. The Kids Are All Right, mm-hmm. The Rookie, mm-hmm. and A Million Little Things. No Radio Durf? They're not putting the Radio Durf panel on? That is not a show. It's just something Kevin... Uh, uh, it's top secret. ...strangely tweeted. First of all. Okay. As all a cult right. guy. It's weird. Have you seen Radian previews Durf. for A Million Little Things? <laughs> you watch that? Uh, I have not. Oh man, it's it's an Alley show. Okay, it's like they were like, "Hey, how do we make a show just for Alley?" Oh, and can we put in this dashboard confessional song oh, in the how trailer? About that? Good night now. <laughs> oh man, so it's for uh, for lonely women who sit al- al- alone at home alone and cry alone. It's that kind of show. <laughs> 
What happened to Bean? I don't know. I didn't hear him. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> you I, dick. I'm just saying. Show looks great. We got a winner! Do we already? I don't think. Oh, Nelly. <laughs> think we do. All right, let's uh let's change it up a little bit. There's a new Law and Order coming in town. A new Law and Order in the franchise. Okay. You like it? It's going to be a 13 episode order to spin off on uh, Law and Order SVU. It's going to be Law and Order Hate Crimes. Racism. It's going to focus on New York's real-life hate crimes task force. And the new drama is going to be set in New York City, where crimes motivated by discrimination are vigorously investigated by an elite and specially trained team of investigators. Here we go. It's on. Race war. Race war's on, everybody. It's going down. It's going down. Race war. Come on. Race war. I don't. Maybe. A little bit. Yeah. You don't know, right? I don't know. Okay. My God, those shows are a hit. It's yeah. ridiculous. They can do no wrong, that dick wolf. You see that? You see that? You see how white people do? You see that? Oh, goodness. You guys, this is a, a pretty uh, great story. Do you remember when Kanye West was on Jimmy Kimmel a couple weeks ago? Yeah. And he was asked if having daughters has changed his views about women and... He said, nah, I still look at Pornhub. And I was like, finally, something that I can say, I don't hate you, Kanye. I I respect that answer. I enjoy it. Well, someone else that respected that answer was Pornhub because they gave him a free lifetime premium membership. And he was even offered complete creative control to direct a scene in an adult film. But here's why I'm bringing the story up now. Kanye West has been in talks to serve as creative director of the first ever Pornhub Awards. It's going to take place at the Belasco here in L.A. And it's being streamed live on the site. So we don't know if he's going to do it. Apparently, they're in some insane negotiations. That's what a source said. Hmm. So... Kanye West, creative director of the first Pornhub Awards. Hmm. <sighs> Interesting. Oh, I don't hate it. I don't Okay, hate for it. me, first of mm-hmm. all, dopeness is what I like the most. <laughs> dopeness. Right. People who want to make things as dope as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, Pornhub, right? Sure. Dope. As dope as possible. Mm-hmm. Is that a category? Dopeness? On it could, be, could be one of the awards they're giving out. It could be. <laughs> really could be. Along with best DP. <laughs> Remember when I found out what that was? Yeah, I sure do. Yep. <laughs> Although your mom already knew. What? Oh my what? <laughs> what? <laughs> End the show. It's yeah. never getting better. End the show. Goodbye. Hey, what about birthdays? Goodbye. Birthdays. You happy with yourself, Bean? I am. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, uh, Bean? Yes, you're allowed to turn on Mugs. Mugs. Just came into the studio and he's standing in front of a microphone. He's invited and we're happy to see him. Yes, you turn turn Mugs' mic on. Okay. Thank you, Bean. Checking. Mugs is here. Ali is here. Kevin is here. It's time to play Bean Makes Us Guess. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Bean Makes Us Guess, yeah. Who gets penis slapped? Bean is a dick. Pretty dope, man. Just want to tell ya. I am the dumbest human that ever lived. Now it's time for Beanie's guess. Yes. I'm gonna talk to Omar about those inappropriate clips in the intro. Uh, I, I think it's all good. They've been clear to do with this. Yeah, everything's fine. This is gonna be a tough one today, you guys. I'm glad Muggs is here. I think he's got a shot at this. I think it's gonna be a tough one for the rest of you. There's a list, uh, an article actually that's very interesting in Vanity Fair about how The Simpsons changed the game of animation. Of course, we all grew up watching your classics, your Looney Tunes and your Bugs Bunny and your Roadrunner and all those cartoons. But The Simpsons really modernized cartoons and they're getting ready to start their 30th season this month. The 30th season of The Simpsons. And Vanity Fair thought it might be fun, and I think it was, to come up with a list of the 30 best animated shows since The Simpsons. So we're since? Not, oh, you mean since, since the beginning? Since The Simpsons have been on the air, exactly. Okay. So in other words, Wait. no Bugs Bunny, no Flintstones, all of that is out of your mind. This is only shows that have debuted since The Simpsons came onto Fox 30 years ago this month, Okay. So there's been a lot of animated shows since then, and some of them we've loved. Some of them are a little bit more obscure, uh, but uh, all English-only shows, okay? So you can take uh, whatever anime or whatever you had in your mind, uh, you can get rid of that because there's some great work being done there as well. So the 30 greatest animated shows since The Simpsons debuted. And I think you guys are going to be really interested in some of the things that are on this list, and I think you're going to learn about some new shows as well. And, Kevin, historically you get to go first. What say you? Batman, the animated series. Uh, as a matter of fact, that came in at number 14, Kevin. Batman, the animated series. Yes. By the way, points for anything on the list today. You don't even have to oh, be top wow. 10. That's the show, of course, with Kevin Conroy playing the great Batman, Mark Hamill playing the Joker, and that came in at number 14. Great guest. Kevin is on the board. Miss Alan McKay. I'm going to go Bob's Burgers. Bob's Burgers is on the list at number 13. All right. That's a show that is still very popular. And, man, they have a hardcore fan base, too, mm-hmm. those Bob's Burgers people. All right, two for two. Mugs, I hyped you up here as being good at this category. Let's see if my, my faith was misplaced. King of the Hill. King of the Hill is on the list at number 21. I was a little bit surprised it was that far down on the list. I'm surprised it's on the list. King of the Hill was great. <laughs> How many seasons do you think it was on? Don't know. Didn't watch. Uh... 13. Three. <laughs> 13. 13. of King of the Hill. All right, Kevin, we got a 1-1-1 one, one, one tie here. Beavis and Butthead. Number 22 on the list. It ran on MTV for seven seasons, and then it had a unfortunate revival a couple of years ago that nobody <laughs> liked. <laughs> but, yeah. Wow, everybody's hidden here. Yeah. All right, Allie. Family Guy, duh. Um, I'm going to say Family Guy. Don't you, Don't say you dare. We're going to end this game Rip right now. List. I am telling We're you. We're ending Ooh. this game right now. I am telling you that this is 
very confusing for me what because this the? is Vanity Fair's list. You're the saying Family Guy? Hold on, hold on. It's not on what? The list. All right, of top how many? Thirty. Oh my God! Are you crazy? I can't imagine. Five. It, it had to have been an oversight. Are it you, had to have been an oversight. Is it an oversight by you? Are you positive it's not on the list? I am. It's. It's number one. Check number one. I've checked number one, two, three, four, five. I've checked them all. There's no family guy on this list. And by the way, I am as outraged as you are. That's ridiculous. It completely is ridiculous. Do not shoot the message. That's top five, if not number one. I agree. I agree with with everyone in the room. I am disgusted. I I hate me. <laughs> Same. Uh, Allie, you're up next. That was my guess. <laughs> that was a good you guess. You just want to revisit the pain? <laughs> you want to you guess it again and see if it's on the list now? <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's bad. It's absurd. I don't want to go on. <laughs> what do you think of that? Allie, what's your guess? Oh, my God. It's she Muggs just guess. said family guy. But she... Move but, on. But because... She doesn't get another guess. It's not on the list. She wasn't guessing family guy. She, she was. said that's what she was going to say. My guess was family guy the first time it was wrong, what? Bean. How is this? Are you having a stroke? <laughs> I just thought you had a real ge- a better guess because Kevin had already said it. All right, Muggs, you're up. I said family guy. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> just to be clear. Allie's guess... Uh, was Family Guy. Uh-huh. I didn't say it. No one else said it. Just Allie. And then you said the falsehood that is, <laughs> the lie that is, you go to hell, you son of a bitch. Oh, it's I not thought, on the top 30. I thought Family Guy was your guess. No. Sorry, Kevin, because of your allies. <clears throat> okay. All right. <laughs> you're up. <laughs> wow. Am I uh, having a stroke? No. Uh, family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> It has to be on that list. You're wrong. You're wrong. I agree. Look, you are wrong. Write a strongly worded letter to Vanity Fair. All right, is it my turn? No, it's Muggs. He was kidding. All right. The the Anna Mother Effing Maniacs. Uh, Number three on the list. Yes, number three of the best best animated shows since The Simpsons. If you're just joining us, we're playing Bean Makes His Guess. Well done, Beer Mug. Family Guy. <laughs> Kevin, you're going to have to That's my guess. <laughs> We're all sad. You're nope. going to have to move on. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. You is tell me no- that's not. I'm walking out. Oh, my God. Rick and Morty is number six. Okay. Adult Swim's Rick and Morty number six. See, not everything on this list is BS. They just no, missed but the Family, family guy. guy top 30. I know. Yeah, that is a bit of an oversight. We all agreed on that. All right, Allie. Uh, Ren and Mother F and Stimpy. Nice. Uh, Ren and Stimpy is a great guest. Let me see. I'm out. I am out. <laughs> I really I, I quit this bitch. I'm going to tell you that it's not on the list. Oh, my God. What is happening? And Stimpy is not on the list. Wow. Neither. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. All right. Let's uh, mugs this up, and then we'll just do one more round, and then I'll reveal. Tiny Toons. Uh, yeah. Tiny Toons is on the list. It is number 16. All number right. 16 on the list. Tiny Tunes. Well done. Mugs, have you missed any? Nope. Except okay. Family Guy. <laughs> Kevin, your, uh, your final guess. Family Guy. I'm sorry. No, no Family Guy. Allie, your final guess. Pinky and the Mother Effing Brain. Uh, Pinky and the Brain is a great guess. Oh, my no, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my Not top 30. Oh I'm sorry. I'm done. Uh, Mugs, final, final guess. Uh, let's go. I like that Mugs is cleaning up and you're done. Let's go. Uh, let's go. Metalocalypse. 
I don't even know what. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. I don't even know what that is. All right, I won't what read the whole it's list. Bo- it's way down there with Family Guy. <laughs> I won't read the whole list. Okay, but let me tell you. is BoJack on there? BoJack was number two, Allie. Wow. BoJack Horseman number two. Yeah. Yes. Is Cleveland Show on there? It is not. Mother. Here is see uh, someone doesn't like him. That's yeah. what's happening. That's all it is. You think someone doesn't like? Yes, because yes. there's no yes. possible way that those are not on the list. Yeah, there's no I, way. I think that's a good theory, but is it just some because sort- American Dad isn't on the list? Yes, yeah, so that's oh, ridiculous. Okay. Oh, this is right. just we don't like him. Let's do a yeah. list of other other shows. That's ridiculous. Here are some of the ones I thought you might get that are in the top. Family 30. Guy, <laughs> Powerpuff Girls was number twenty eight. The Critic number twenty six. Star Wars: The Clone Wars was number twenty five. Robot Chicken twenty three. Uh, the Boondocks, Allie. I'm surprised you didn't think of that. The Boondocks and Adult Swim. Space Coast, Ghost to Ghost. Um, uh, we said about the Adventure Time, SpongeBob SquarePants, oh, yeah. SpongeBob oh, sure. number ten, Futurama number yeah. eight. By the way, uh, we mentioned Rick and Morty. Number five was Daria on MTV. Okay. Number four was Clone High, which was really good. By the way, that was the uh, Phil Lord Chris Miller before they started doing the Lego movies and stuff. Clone High. Number three was Animaniacs. Number two was BoJack Horseman, and number one is a show that you might have heard of, Kevin. Called South Park. Yeah. Oh my God! None of us came up with South Park. Ooh, called wow. South Park. So you're saying South Park? One well, of my favorite shows of all time. Wow. That was available to be chosen. Yes. And the so name that... of that list is We Hate Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. It is called We Hate Seth MacFarlane. You <laughs> okay. can find that at Vanity Fair. This has been B Mix's guest. B Mix's guest. Yeah. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. I'm just saying, don't shoot the messenger. That's all. I'm, I'm saying. just saying, don't bring us a bogus list. Right, yeah. but there's a lot of there's a lot of knives coming my way. Yeah, I really didn't mm. write the thing. Did the, you pick the list? Uh, yeah. I mean, mm. technically, I presented it, but right. I couldn't fake it. I couldn't. Mm. I couldn't create my own list. It wasn't my list. It was Vanity Fair's list. Hey, um, Florence and the Machine is coming to the Hollywood Bowl, you guys, and we would like you to be there. They put on an amazing live show. It's at the end of this month. You also will win tickets to that and qualify for a VIP trip to Life is Beautiful in downtown Las Vegas, including round trip airfare on Jet Suite X and a hotel. Nine o'clock is when that happens, and then every hour throughout the day here on K-Rock. In fact, all week long, you can go to krock.com for more information. Let's talk about uh, weird phobias, weird fears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. Because there's an actual... Being afraid of holes. No. Uh. <laughs> Here's how this uh, started. Uh, Kevin, you were taking one of your uh, generous three-day weekends. Right. And you missed Friday's show. And Allie noticed that uh, trypophobia was trending. Do we know why? Do we know what started it, Allie? No, it was just a, another moment. But it's it's one of those things that we talked about a year or so ago. Because mm-hmm. we couldn't believe how many people were freaked out by clusters of holes. Yes. Trypophobia is an intense or irrational fear of a cluster of holes or bumps. Sufferers claim it makes them feel anxious, uncomfortable, or nauseous. And here's the most surprising uh, line in this article. One expert believes it could impact between 10 and 20% what? of the general population to some degree. Yes. That's the general population, yes. What if your kind skin of is... bogus article are you bringing us now? It's from Vanity if, Fair. <laughs> if your skin is crawling or you have to immediately look away, you may have trypophobia, defined as an intense or irrational fear of a cluster of bumps or holes. Now, Christine is in here 
What are they talking about when they say a cluster of bumps or holes? I'm like, going to leave the studio. <laughs> like, what I'm saying right now because where would I'm we see where would up, we even guys. see this in nature though? I don't know. I don't even understand. Yeah, I, I don't mean, either. What, what about one hole? Are we talking about? What about talking about like a like a cupcake pan or something no, like that? No, it's not that. It's I just remember this was a topic we did a couple years ago. I had never heard of this thing before. Ever, but being the person that does the research, right? I entered that weird word, trypophobia or whatever, yeah. and mm-hmm. all these photos came up. And you freaked out? Yes. Wow, you have like, it. It looks like um like a lotus leaf, I think leaf. But they uh, people Photoshop it on everything, and it's disgusting. Why is it disgusting? I don't like that's know. A, that's a weird thing. It's just a hole. <laughs> Okay, so I brought up the Google image, God. and you can see it like on like spongy animals sometimes. Yes. But but I see what you're and sponges themselves. But by the way, do you have to like super get up close? What make you want to gag? Yes. No. Why are people photoshopping these holes all over their bodies, all over anything? their feet do and their see? hands and their faces? Yeah, it's so gross. Is it just to freak, with, freak out other friends that have uh, us? I don't know. Um, uh, beehives. Christine's covering her face. Oh. Yes, beehives cr- creates them also. Also, if you see a, a batch of uh, pipes, you know, that are that are hollow set up, uh, you know, against each other, then there's a bunch of holes created okay, there. that doesn't affect me. That's weird. Like, really? <laughs> those people are weird. But <laughs> just because oh, you've never seen people that, those, are yeah, people are those people are weird. What about one hole? Doesn't bother. <laughs> I think it's also people. Or in Ali's mom's case, again. I mean, Jesus. Trypophobia is that common though? Ten to twenty percent. I can't work. It. I need to call Ali's mom. Don't we? <laughs> oh my god! All right. This okay. uh, this this person who is uh, interviewed in here, by the way, said, "I am not afraid of spiders. I am not afraid of heights. I am not afraid of anything except for seeing a group of holes uh, together." Okay, I'd like my question answered, though. It's not just one hole. That, that's fine, I, but it's a group. I, yeah, yeah, I think it has to be a cluster. That's to so fall into this. The word "cluster" also right now is really freaking me. The <laughs> word know. freaks you out. Well, I think it's because I'm thinking of that image. Like yeah. it looks like. Uh, see, I don't want. Oh, I do not know why you guys made me talk about this. Because you feel like you feel. That's yeah. a, that's a strange reaction to us. And this wasn't something in my life that you fell in a in a manhole, cover no. was off, and you fell down in there. I didn't even know <laughs> that until cartoon style. You guys talked about this a few years ago, huh. and those images came up, and it was so gross. Uh, I don't know why it was trending like a few years mm-hmm. ago, and so so was that the first time you ever noticed that time. you were had that? Yeah, I mean, I don't even think I have it. It's just gross. Oh, well, you have it. <laughs> I mean, clearly, right. if it grosses you out. We're going to take calls on your weird phobias at 1-800-520-1067. And there's a oh. bunch in this article, by the way, that I have never heard about. Like, people who have xanthophobia is the fear of the color yellow. Like, how how hey, do you survive in the people. world if you're afraid of yellow? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You're about to lecture people? <laughs> no, I was just going to say. Never mind. <laughs> it sounds racist. Yeah. It is racist. <laughs> uh, so, 1-800-520-1067. Why don't we get Jessica from L.A. Line 1 on? Because she actually has something to add to the trypophobia fear. Hey, Jessica. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I feel so nauseous. And I'm, like, scratching <laughs> my head and my arm. What? Uh, what? Uh, so, why? Why? 
I, you know what? I didn't know it was a thing until like my niece one day she showed me a picture, and it just looks so unnatural. Like when they Photoshop them, like on your, like people's knees. Oh, oh my gosh. god! Like, I feel so gross. Okay, so, but I you don't come picture. across them in real life, though, right? Like they're you don't run yeah. into things in real life that scare you because of trypophobia. Well, okay, but it's a fear. A lot of fears are irrational, right? You know, mm-hmm. but. But so being saying, but being saying, other life. other than pictures, you don't encounter that in any way. Um, I sort of at the zoo, like the I zoo. haven't like seen it. Like okay, so there's this frog, and like, and I've seen this before. Anytime, like I know it's gonna come up. Like I have to change the channels or like switch it. So there's this frog that its eggs get embedded on its back. Okay. And so, like, its back is literally just covered with a bunch of, like, little tadpoles. Oh. <laughs> this got weird. Yeah, this like got that. real weird. What channels are you watching, Jessica? It carries, <laughs> like, its little spiders on its back, too, and, and I can't. Like, when I took my kids on a field trip and, and there was, like, an aquarium part there, like, I saw the picture. I'm like, I just have to turn away. I couldn't. Hmm. You know, all those times you can't avoid those frogs with all the tadpoles on their backs. I mean, how do you live? All right, thank you for the call. We really appreciate it, Jessica. That is something else. Let's do one more trypophobia because this is Laura Santa Monica. She's got a real-world example for us, by the way, not just in Google Image, not just with that silly frog. Okay, Laura, hi. Hi. So, yeah, when I, I first noticed it when I was a kid, and my mom was making pancakes, and the bubbling oh. of the pancakes disturbed me, and I didn't know why, and I couldn't look at it, and it just bugged me. And then since then, like, I've encountered other things that have done the same thing and then when i heard it was an actual thing i'm like oh so i'm not the only one interesting but, yeah i did see a photoshop picture of a finger that someone put <laughs> holes in and little creatures coming out and it kept me awake all night i lost a whole night of sleep <laughs> it was so disturbing like obsessive thoughts in my head i couldn't get it out of my head wow um, but yeah. can you can you make pancakes or do you are you not able to be part of the cooking process now no i can and and since then i've been able to so things like that it doesn't bother me as much, but those Photoshop pictures, oh, my God. That's the worst, I can't, huh? I can't even search the Internet at all sometimes if I'm worried that something's going to come up That's like that. crazy. That's what about I waffles? Know. Are waffles just crazy to you? No, waffles don't waffles bother me at fine. all. It was something okay. about the bubbling of the pancake. I don't know. It was weird. Got it. I don't, I don't know. It's not everything, but it's certain things. Like, lotus flowers don't bother me. Okay. But certain, yeah. Like well, stay away from the zoo, man. That's what I learned here today. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we appreciate your listening, Laura. We appreciate the call very much. 1-800-520-1067. What is your unusual fear? We'll doesn't talk to have next to time. be the one that we're talking about. It can be no, anything. No, no, no. We're good strange. on that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You can have genophobia, the fear of knees, for instance. If sure. that's you, we want to hear from you. Whatever your weird phobia is, we'll talk to you next on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Let's take one call. Let's make it Josh in Redlands. Hi, Josh. Hey, how you doing? Good. What are you afraid of? Yeah, uh, miniature horses. (gasps) I don't know what it is, but like as a kid, I've been terrified of them. Miniature horses? Yeah, I told my parents about it and they thought it was hilarious. Like to the (laughs) point where they would drive me by this miniature horse farm in in Beaumont. And it was just like, it was the worst thing. Like, I I can't do it. I love your parents so much. Can you trace hey, little it? Josh, let's go for a drive. Oh. Can you trace it back to anything? Was there any kind of incident with a miniature horse in your in your youth? No. Uh, I've never really been around horses at all. But, like, it's just like when you see them, it's like 
that feeling when someone scratches a chalkboard. Mm. I get like yeah, goosebumps wow. and it's just That's like so terrifying. Crazy. And- so we found the one guy that celebrated when Lil Sebastian went to Horsey yeah. Heaven. Yeah. You probably couldn't watch Parks and Rec at all, right, Josh, because of Little Sebastian? I've never even seen it, but... Josh, I, I, I don't know what's happening in your life. I right? I, I took my You're making some bad life choices. Wow. Well, I mean, I don't know how you survive in the world of 2018 and avoid miniature horses every day when you get up, but I, I wish you well, my friend, and we appreciate you calling. Gabriel from Santa Ana writes in from the 714, I have Orin... Ornithophobia. There you go. A fear of birds. I'm good with rats and mm. bugs and even clusters of holes like you guys are talking about, but not birds. I don't mind eating them. I just can't be around live ones. Even pigeons and chickens freak me out. Hmm. What do you suppose that's about? Birds are <laughs> <or> sky terrorists? <laughs> oh, that, right. You've got yeah. a, an ally in Ellie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I forgot. All right. We're taking your calls on weird phobias. We do this every couple of years, and it's always fascinating. 1-800-520-1067. We get to as many as we can in this segment, and we start in Lakewood and say good morning to Lewis. We appreciate you calling in. Holding on. What's going on, man? Morning, party people. Hi there. I am deathly scared of mustard. Oh, that's your son. I'm so with I, you on that. Now, wait a minute. You just don't touch it. I will oh. not. I smell it. I start gagging. But you're not scared of it. You just don't like the. You just don't like it, right? You're not I afraid of it. Asked a lady. I once asked, asked a lady to put a mustard bottle in my shopping cart because I could not touch it. So oh you are afraid gosh. of it. Wow. I just I hate am, it. I just I hate mustard. But... Of it. Okay. What do you think that's about? I have no idea. It's just disgusting. My family teases me. They'll throw a bottle at me, and I just want to put them in the hospital. They're doing the right thing. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you they say are, put them in the are. hospital? I will. I will hurt them. <laughs> Can you listen to any of DJ Mustard's records? It's just mustard. Just the the condiment. It's, okay, it's I got gotcha. you. Thank you for the call, right. sir. We appreciate it so much. Yeah. Let's go uh, up one to line three. Let's say hi to Tony. He's in Westminster. He's got an unusual one that seems like it would be impossible to avoid. Hey, Tony. Hey, good morning, guys. Afraid of so what? My fear, my fear is wet skin. Touching the wet skin freaks me out. Wet I don't know skin. If it's so, uh, are you married or have a girlfriend? I'm married. Okay, so fully, shower, fully so dry off ahead. before you can have anything to do with her. I, I sometimes I have to dry her. I can't like eat, like touch her, or have sex, or nothing because she gets out of the shower. And she's the type that gets out of the shower, totally wet, just puts a towel on and comes in the room, and it freaks me out just to see her like that now because of touching it before. How do you feel at the beach when you see a hundred people going in and out of the ocean water? You know, that doesn't bug me. Like, the pool, it it really doesn't bug me. It's just touching someone else's skin. Oh, so it's not necessarily looking at all the people on a beach. It's having to touch skin. Having to touch wet. That's weird. What about your... what about your own skin? To, to see her. Go ahead. What about my, your own skin? You know what? I, my, this is kind of weird, but my wife is like, why do you have such soft skin? I go, because I dry myself so well. So maybe I inherently have like some kind of fear of my own. But touching my own skin, no, it's like washing my hands, no big deal. It's just touching hmm. other people's that is, skin. That's that is a wet. very specific phobia, out, right? Yeah. You're that a strange dude, specific. Tony. 
I don't even want to. I don't even want to go to the beach if I can't touch everybody going in and out of the water. All right, well, man, that's weird. that went south. Thank you for the call. We appreciate that. All right, uh, let's try. Uh, let's go to Mike on line six. Seriously, <laughs> this is this is talk about a very specific phobia, <laughs> Mike. Yeah. What what yeah. the hell? Well, luckily, I don't really run into this anymore, but for whatever reason, so I, like, I grew up, like, further in L.A., and my parents would take me to a toy store, and for whatever reason, they must have been running some sort of odd Crayola promotion, and so they would have, like, these, <laughs> they would have these giant inflatable crayons, like, hanging from the ceiling, but they'd put arms and legs on them, right? and they just, oh, man, I just lost my mind when I saw them. They were terrifying. They looked like, they looked like little crayon people but there's no faces to them and yeah because they're not people yeah they're not <laughs> of course they're not gonna have a face and they weren't breathing i was very disturbed by it and so they were like tiny right. just not not even proportional let me ask you another let me ask you another question are you afraid of any other inflatables uh not to my knowledge just crayons uh, <laughs> how about those creepy big ones that they have at all the car dealerships that like move in the wind uh, no, no, I'm good. I'm, thankfully, I'm good with those. But you're good with those, too? Crayola, just inflatable crayons. Just, oh, you're bringing the crazy extra hard today, huh? It, how about, yeah, how was, about uh, sports mascots? How do you feel about them? I like You know, I'm, I'm with them. Uh, okay. Again, I'm with I, don't, them. I don't run into a lot of stuff very often like that, so it can trigger me for all I know. But thankfully, I've been somewhat sane my my mm. life. Uh, yeah, well, that's in dispute now after this call. That. All I'm, right. So sad that he probably never watched the Mr. Wacky video. Oh, that's right. He would have missed Mr. Wacky. The not best inflatable of all time. He's <laughs> not looking it up. <laughs> He's not looking it up. <laughs> We're going to send you the link, Mike. Thanks for calling. Oh. <laughs> this is the Kevin and Bean Show on K-Rock. Quick reminder, you want to go to uh, krock.com and make sure you're all signed up for the street team. Get the pre-sale password so that you can buy tickets for Danny Elfman and the Hollywood Bowl performance of The Nightmare Before Christmas, which is coming up at the end of October. Oh, that's so fun. That's so good. It's so fun, yeah. And we love Danny Elfman. Yep. And, you know, we just had him on the show. And um, I think Kevin really asked, a, I think, a pretty yeah. good question. <laughs> and now it's time for a moment with Kevin. It's unique as well in that I saw a Harry Potter movie there with the score and the orchestra was playing. And that was really great. But there's no live music in that. You know what I mean? It's not focused on like it is in this particular uh, movie and you being on stage being able to sing this character's words. That was a moment oh. with huh. Kevin. Don't remember that at all. Whoa. It's a, a good point. I mean, I mean, it was, was it? Do you need it again? I don't feel like we need to play it again. I hate to cut into Allie's time. Let's unpack this. (laughs) And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. It's unique as well in that I saw a Harry Potter movie there with the score and the orchestra (laughs) was playing. That was really great. But there's no live music in that. You know what I mean? It's not focused on like it is in this particular um, movie and you being on stage being able to sing this character's (laughs) words. That was a moment you get it? You I can see it. what yeah. I was going you for. You were talking about the lyrics, actually hearing words being sung yes. up on that Instead stage. Instead of an orchestra just playing a Got score. Yeah. Having said that, mm-hmm. I just I dropped every third word for right. some reason. Yeah, it was, was on. <laughs> and God bless Mr. Elfram for not standing right? up, putting down his uh. headphones and walking out. I would have loved it if he did. It would have been the right thing to do. <laughs> that was uh, That was not good. 
All right, we will get well into, said, Kevin. Thank you. We will get into uh, Nike and uh, Colin Kaepernick coming up right after eight a.m. Also, we'll introduce you to something called the Tomato Fest next half hour as well. First, Ali is here with what's happening on a Wednesday. Uh, guys, I just came across this, and I, I need to to share it with anyone that might be headed to the airport or traveling anytime soon. Okay. According to new research, the plastic trays that we all use going through security—you drop your keys in it, your right. shoes, all of that. Um, those actually have more viruses on them than any other place in the airport, and that includes the toilets. I mean, that makes sense because anything with a hard surface... Yes. And everything you put in there has a hard surface. Yeah, and they're reportedly uh, rarely disinfected because of the rapid reuse. They pick them up, they bring them back out so you can put more stuff in them. Um... Yeah, all of those viruses can survive up to one day. So it could give you anything from a cold to a flu to a bladder infection to SARS. So I'm sorry. We're gonna die! Yeah. Did you say to SARS? To SARS. That's what this says huh. right here. That's odd. That's wow. I, I it makes never sense. even thought about it. It makes yeah. sense, but it's also we've traveled. If you travel a lot, you mm-hmm. realize it doesn't affect you. It just doesn't. You don't get sick every time you travel from that. You just don't. Okay. All right, Kevin. I'm just Sister, saying. I travel a ton and never get sick. All right. Wow. I'm just Are saying. Are you ready to die? Are y'all ready to die? I mean, listen to it's that a valid woman. question. She should work at TSA. <laughs> I don't um, I don't use those little buckets at all. By what? Way. You never bring carry-on? Where do you put your anything? keys, your... I put them Phone in my. I put them in the flap in the front of my little carry-on suitcase. Shoes, hmm. belt. Um, well, shoes and belt you put in the big uh, in the big containers. You're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's the little, what I'm talking about. She's I'm talking, talking about. about yes, the, I thought you were talking about the little ones for the keys. And no, I assume the plastic okay. trays. Yeah, I assume they are all the same. Oh, they're all the big gross. ones. Yeah. God, oh, you're yeah, gonna you die, be. Yeah, yeah, I am gonna die. You gotta use those. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Well, thanks, Allie. Hey, you're welcome. Appreciate that. So, Britney Spears celebrated Guilty. her final show of her oh. Piece of Me tour on Monday night. She made a little bit of a boo-boo. Uh-oh. After one of her songs, Brit Brit turned to the crowd and shouted, How you feeling, Birmingham? Oh, no. She was not in Birmingham. She was in Blackpool, England, about 100 miles north of Birmingham. But, I mean, she was in England. It started with a B, right? Right. She quickly corrected her error, said, I, I mean... Blackpool. Well, that was a miscalculation. The crowd both cheered and booed her mistake. <laughs> Who would boo that, honestly, if she honestly. comes out and admits it? Right. right. That's ridiculous. And uh, it's Britney. Right. Oh, leave Britney alone! That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm always saying. <sighs> so Lady Gaga and Harrison Ford, they're set to receive the Artists and Inspiration Awards from the SAG After Foundation. The award is usually honored to an artist who has used their platform to advance humanitarian and philanthropic causes. So congratulations to those two. Can't wait to hear his speech. He right? is always just so animated. <laughs> and just Have you guys day. seen the trailer for A Star is Born? And if so, your reaction? Yes. I and have. Is it her real story? Or no? No. Is this a recreation no, no, no. of an earlier movie? Yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know. This, yeah, yeah. No, this okay. movie goes all the way back to the 30s. Yeah, it's been done. Multiple I knew that times, it had been done multiple times. I just didn't know yeah. if this version was her story because I don't I know. I hear that she is getting rave reviews though in the in the movie. <laughs> he was wondering if the remake of saying, a Star Is Born right. was then the story of Lady Gaga. That's what he yes, was wondering. That's correct. Just so technically, technically, that was my question. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I have to agree that that's actually what I asked. <laughs> so I do good work. Having said all that, how does the trailer look to you guys? Uh, don't, re- don't really care. I mean, it's a story of Lady Gaga coming up in the 1930s. I don't really care. Okay. You're not going to see it. No. It's not for you. No. I love that Bradley Cooper, though. Mm-hmm. Sure. And he do- seems to be doing his own singing. Shut up, Allie. Just move on. Remember how happy you were when I didn't know what an antenna was? <laughs> no, that was pretty sweet. I got to be honest. So this is th- that moment for you? A little bit. Oh, wow. That's... That was something right there. All right. I'm just... I'm going to just do some birthdays because there's no, there's no topping that. Birthdays for you. Michael Keaton. Right? Sure. Just a babe just gets better with time, right? Who's sure. Give us a call right now. Nope, 1-800. we don't nope. need calls okay. on that. Dweezil Zappa, Rose McGowan, Bob Newhart. All their birthday today. Happy birthday <laughs> to those birthday people. It's happening. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Look, look, look. Everybody has the right to destroy their own stuff. Right. I agree with Allie that if you're going to burn your Nike shoes because you disagree with them using Colin Kaepernick in an ad campaign... Why don't you instead donate them to a shelter or to Goodwill or someplace where they can be used again? It doesn't send a message, man. I'm also going to say that I don't know how many people are really doing this because I still see I keep seeing the same two or three videos and photos uh, over and over and over again on social media. Yeah. 
I don't think this is a million people woke up yesterday no, and said, agreed. No. God damn, Colin Kaepernick again. I, I can't support this company and started burning their stuff. And it got a lot of it got a lot of play right at the beginning as soon as the campaign was announced because John Rich, who's a popular country singer with the big and rich one, he was the one who did that terrible job of ripping up his socks. That was him? No, it was his uh, like sound, sound guy. guy. His oh. sound yeah. guy, yeah. But he's the one who prom- he's the one who tweeted it and promoted it, mm-hmm. got gotcha. the word out there that people were doing that. I what's the help me out here, Kevin? You make a lot of dumb decisions. Do what's I? the what's the idea of destroying your own stuff? To make a statement. I mean, obviously... Because they've already got your money. Nike already has your money. It doesn't hurt their bottom line. Obviously, they're upset about Colin Kaepernick being the face of the Nike campaign for their, what is it, 30th anniversary or something like that? Right. Um, And they disagree with him kneeling during the national anthem. I don't know what good it does to burn your own shoes. Seems dumb. Yeah. Because then you don't have shoes. (laughs) And you've already paid for them. Mm -hmm. So you don't get your money back. Now, I do think there is something. I do think there are legitimate ways to protest. And I'm telling you, if you make Like kneeling? Yes. Thank you. We'll get to that in a moment. (laughs) But I mean, like, if if John Richard's sound guy or anyone else you've seen who's burned their stuff, if they said, I'm going to boycott that company because I disagree with them politically and never bought another thing. I mean, I assume that that's. That goes with burning the shoes yeah. or cutting up the socks. I assume but I that's don't, them because saying, I think I'm they get o- I think they get over this in three weeks mm-hmm. and go really, right back to much? buy a Nike. I do. Yeah. Does it matter? Yeah. Listen to I this mean, guy. Listen to this guy. It's a pair of Nike shoes. It's everybody to see. Throwing this in the fire because of Colin Kaepernick is now the face of Nike. Some music. Five pairs of shoes in there. All going to let them burn because Nike decided to make Colin Kaepernick their ambassador. When he doesn't share the same opinions as the people. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) Well, if he doesn't share the same opinions as the people. Ali, you want to take a crack just to get it out there in this conversation because I think... I think people have already made up their minds on this, but explain again why Colin Kaepernick kneeling at, during the anthem ha- is no reflection on America, the flag, or the military. Yeah, whenever I see that he's protesting the anthem, I get irate. He is not protesting the anthem. That's when it's taking place to get the maximum amount of eyes on the protest, right. which is drawing attention to uh, the disproportionate number of black men and black women that are being hurt by police on a daily basis. And now we're going to get the emails like, oh, no, what about Chicago? Don't send me those. I don't want to hear it because it's just an insane counter argument. And you're going to also send the more white people die by the hands. Yeah, right. We're talking population. So don't send that. But it's it's not... It has nothing to do with the military. It has nothing to do with anything. It's bringing attention to that cause. And now, having said that, mm-hmm. it's everyone's right to cut up their own socks if they want. Absolutely. Yeah. Do it. Of course, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice. I don't yeah. know that it's really going to make any and by the way, I believe in boycotts. I mean, there are sure. restaurants I will not I will not go to because of where their money goes or because mm-hmm. of their their farming practices and the way they kill their chickens and things like that. There are restaurants that I will boycott. I am putting my money where my mouth is. Right. But I wouldn't if I had already bought that that product, I would not then destroy it because then all I'm doing is hurting myself. 
Right. Do you, know you know I mean? think the mm-hmm. people that did that and put it online, do you think that they, in their minds this was going to start a whole revolution of half of America doing the same thing and putting Nike out of business? Yeah. I, I think, think they, that's like in their head? No. I th- I, I do I not don't even know. <laughs> I, think I think that they, they think they are the silent majority and they're sticking it to the libtards. That's what I think. Yeah, I'm going to burn my house down because I mistakenly, you know, put stuff on my shoe to light it on fire and now my house is on fire to own the libs. It's just, it's insanity. I think it was just to draw attention to themselves on social media. Yeah. That's it. That's what, when somebody gets traded and they decide to burn their jersey, mm-hmm. uh, people are just insane. They just want to show. They want something to post. It's the same people that thought that they were going to own Starbucks by going in and having them write Merry Christmas on their cups. <laughs> you just bought their coffee and gave them money, you idiots. And this just in, there's no war on Christmas. There's never been a war on Christmas. We've been able to say Merry Christmas forever. Stop watching Fox News, God damn it. And let me just say uh, one more uh, thing about the, the protest again, because this was uh, brought up again yesterday. When Colin Kaepernick made the decision that he wanted to make a statement, as is his right, as to exercise his freedom of expression as an American about the police brutality in the country. He went to a friend, a former Seahawk, and a former Green Beret Mm -hmm. named Nate Boyer. And he said, I don't want to disrespect the flag. I don't want to disrespect the military, but I really feel like I have a platform here to make a statement. What should I do? It was Nate Boyer, the Green Beret, who said, you should kneel. That's what you should do. That is is how the military shows respect, by the way. Mm -hmm. That is how we pray. That is how we... Uh, kneel to propose a marriage. That is what uh, the soldiers do when they have uh, other soldiers that are wounded. That's what football players do when somebody gets injured. You kneel in reverence Hmm. to send good wishes toward that player. That's what the recommendation from the Green Beret was to Colin Kaepernick, which is why he decided to make that his thing rather than Fart at the flag or put up, you know, to flip off the flag or drop his pants. Great example. Thank you for I'm, helping us start that file again. No, what I'm saying is what I'm saying is there are a lot of ways that he could have openly been disrespectful. Do you think he ever considered farting? I don't. At the I don't. I don't know where that think came that's from. Top 10. I'm not sure where that came from. But you see what I'm saying is the difference between flipping off the flag. And mm-hmm. taking a silent knee. They're very different yeah. things. And I think it's worth noting that that idea came from a Green Beret, a guy who obviously has nothing but respect for the military. That's where this protest is coming from. As Ali pointed out, it doesn't have anything to do with the flag. It doesn't have anything to do with the military. It has to do – I can't believe we're relitigating this thing. That's not what this topic was supposed to be about. It was supposed to just be about you burning your own stuff. And, and but, here's the bottom line on that. If you want to burn your own stuff, you have every right. That's the beauty of America. Mm-hmm. But if you could donate it to if, – if you really think this is about veterans, donate it to a veterans charity. Donate. It does make anywhere. a lot more sense. Just, yeah, just, they'll take free shoes. Yeah, do do something like that. Maybe burning isn't quite what you need to be doing. All right, let's take to Greg's call real quick. He's in Huntington Beach. He's got one other point we haven't covered that he wants to bring up. Greg, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling, sir. What's on your mind? How you doing? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, you know I'm all fine with people stating their opinions and stuff like that, and, and um, I think with uh, Kaepernick, he, he could have. 
done it in a better situation. He was a professional football player that gets interviewed after football games and stuff like that. And I think that should have been his platform to speak his mind and, and say how he felt about something because he's still going to reach millions of people because you know they're going to be watching him and stuff like that on the TV. I think doing the flag thing, see the flag, people are very, you know, patriotic when it comes to that kind of thing. And even though the Green Beret told Neil, like you said, it's still disrespectful. And what we're supposed to do is put our hand over our heart and look at the flag and be quiet and take our hats off and be respectful of the flag. That's the whole thing. It's kind of the same thing with these actors that go and, and on the, you know, Oscars and stuff like that and start spouting their political stuff. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear how proud they are of what they did because... You know, they got voted for and they won an award for that. But, Craig, you I don't, don't want to you don't want to hear it because you disagree with it. There are people no, that do want to hear it. Absolutely not. No, absolutely not. I absolutely know. It's, even if I agree with it, that's not what that show is about. It's about an award that you got for your art and your craft and what you did. So you don't mm-hmm. like the mixing of the two. You you can see his point. You can see why he wants to protest, but the national anthem is the wrong time to do it, and the Oscars is the wrong time to do it. Right? Yeah. I okay. mean, like I said, these actors and movie stars and, and professional football players, they have tons of time to do that. They get interviewed all the time for, for their things. Go ahead and, and voice your opinion about your cause then. Whatever okay, great. Greg, we're, we're almost it's out of time, I'm, I'm sorry to say. The timing of it, then, is what he doesn't right, like. Right, Greg said. Do you think the protest would have been as effective and had created such a lingering, long effect if he had just done it in, a, in an interview in the locker room, though, compared to what he started by kneeling and that catching on around the league? Yeah, but here's the thing. You're, yeah, you're, I agree. I agree with what you're saying. But here you go with a, a major shock factor We've been dealing with it all of our lives. Look at in music, how you know some of these bands are satanic and stuff like. They're throwing all this stuff out there. This all right, you're losing me now. Yeah. Right? You're losing me. You're as well. losing me now. I'm just saying he chose that moment because it would be the moment that more people would hear about it and more people would react to it. I mean, that he used the biggest platform he had. Yeah. And I and I understand yeah. that. And I and I think you do too. But thank you, Greg, for the call. We really appreciate it. All right. So the takeaway here is because we're almost out of time. Don't burn your stuff, right? <laughs> that is the takeaway. You can hate everything you want to hate, but if you're going to ruin clothes, go ahead and give them to someone. Yeah. Give them to someone, right? Yeah, I think that's the takeaway. Yes. Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. All right, man, tell me about the Tomato Fest. La Tomatia, they call mm-hmm. it. This is weird because uh, we all know about the running of the bulls, right? And before that, they have a big tomato fight. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's to celebrate that they grow tomatoes. Where's this happening? <laughs> well, this particular one is in Buñol. It's a different city. It's not that. It's not attached to the running of the bulls. What's that? Still Spain? Spain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they've been doing it forever, and no one can say why. There are five different explanations that I came across why everybody, tiny little town, 20,000 people come from all over the world, line up on this street, and dump trucks full of tomatoes drive through and then they just start a massive tomato fight. One hour, one hour, the street is pretty much covered with, I'd say, eight to ten inches of tomato sauce. Wow. Uh, By the juice. end of it. Juice, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> tomato sauce. Unless you're making it giant spaghetti. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. So um, I tried to find any 
organizer or any you know people that were doing it, but I, I really couldn't. So here's a report on why they do the tomato fight in Buñol, Spain. It's a Spanish war that's been going on for more than 65 years. S- another one, 65 <laughs> years. Oh. A tomato fight. This is like your uh, right. like your wheel of cheese roll right. the other day. What's it's happening? Some insanity that just uh, they won't die. But no one really cares about winning. It's like a really, really amazing experience. Like, it's really unique. The fight takes place once a year, and it only lasts about an hour. That's how long it takes to throw 150,000 tomatoes. (laughs) It's just odd. So they all line these little narrow streets, shoulder to shoulder, almost so that they can't move. You know, that sort of freaks people out. Yeah. And uh, then they drive a dump truck through and everybody sort of has to make room. I'm not exactly sure how they do it. And they literally just start throwing tomatoes like crazy people. There there have to be people who say, hey, we have hunger in Spain. This is these are I think this is the tomatoes that have um, are past their prime or whatever. Would you say they are rotten tomatoes? Sure. (laughs) That would help us move on past that joke. (laughs) Um, So before the tomato fight, and this is the part that I really don't understand. They put a ham on a pole and they grease it. Now, oh, I don't know why this happens, mm-hmm. but there's a pole and mm-hmm. there's a ham at the top of it. Yeah. And why all of these guys ham? who've been drinking don't know, can't find out. All these guys who've been drinking try to stand on each other's shoulders and then they one guy gets to the top and he tries to pull himself to the top and he falls down because it's the pole is greased. Why is that happening? I don't know. There's a guy in the crowd that's just upset the way that they're doing it. I remember that on Laverne and Shirley once. What? They saw the greased pole. And they... Anyway, it was on an episode. Why is there a ham on a greased pole? Is the ham... The ham's the prize. You want to get to the ham? Yes, but why? And what is... Ham have to do with tomatoes. Am I, I missing know. something? Huh. It uh, makes no sense to me. Unless they're making a sandwich. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. But people, people are dressed up. They come in diapers. They come as bread. Bean. They have a whole full okay. of bread. All right. It's just nonsense for the sake of nonsense. I just. How many people did you say participate in this? Thousands? 20,000. All right. 20,000 people are there. You got all these people who are trying to climb the grease pole to get right. the ham. I can't right. believe that's a sentence. It just came out of my mouth. And then you've got Norbert over there who's like, I don't think you guys are doing it right. I think there should be a little bit more respect in the way you guys attack the pole. Very disappointed in the way they're climbing the greased pole to get the hand. really was. How upset can you be about that? It's insanity. So this is one of those uh, video vloggers who goes to all these interesting things and mm-hmm. explains to you exactly what's going on. At 11 o'clock, the cannon sound and the fight begins. The dump trucks sit at the edge of town until they hear the cannon sound. And then all 11 filled to the brim with tomatoes. There's 11 dump trucks full Whoa. of tomatoes. Crazy. Eleven dump trucks. Foiled from the harvest, start rolling through the streets filled with 40,000 people, literally dumping the tomatoes everywhere. Yeah, it's my first time. We're both from England. Um, This is our first time here. This is another one of those things where they put it on YouTube Mm -hmm. and everybody goes, wow, that looks crazy. I should go do that. Yeah, all over the world. And so this little tiny town, Buñol, is Mm -hmm. much, much smaller than that. And 40,000 people come and it's just a crazy, crazy weekend trying to get ham off a greased pole. I don't understand it. Yeah, it's amazing. (laughs) It's crazy, crazy, crazy. (laughs) Like all good military operations, 
the folks here have a few rules of engagement. Oh. First, only tomatoes can be thrown. Second, all tomatoes have to be squashed before hurling them at someone's head. Now, I thought this next one was a really bizarre one. And third, no one is allowed to tear off anyone's clothes. <laughs> no one is allowed to tear off to anyone's clothes. That is an odd thing to mention until I saw this. Many people arrive in Bunol early. However, since the fight doesn't start until 11 a.m., they don't have much to do. Some take it upon themselves to rip other people's shirts off. <laughs> what? This is so weird. This got really It's a thing. And by it's the way, it's, and it didn't seem like it was overtly sexual. It's just them drinking and most of the guys being guys mm-hmm. tearing shirts off. I don't understand that. And they said you have Climate to squash. Climate agrees. What? You have to squash yes. the tomato before you throw it. And that's so that you don't injure anybody yeah, by hitting a them with a... safety thing. Right, sure. But I mean, how do you do that? Do you just put it in your hand? hand to just They're spoiled. Like yeah, you yeah. just smash them. And that's why the juice goes everywhere, or sauce as you call it. And that's why <laughs> it looks like the streets are just running rivers of blood. I mean, right? they really pretty much are. Right. Except for it's not blood. It's, it's you know, tomato. Right. Juice. Decades ago, people were actually thrown into jail for participating in the tomato fight. Okay, now here's the thing. Decades ago, they got thrown in jail because there was a tomato fight. Or, or if you listen to another source, there was a kid in school and they had a food fight. And then it just took off from there. And then mm. if you hear another uh, report, it's, uh, it's some type of a parade going through town. And then they all got mad and started fighting. So no one knows. No one knows why uh-huh. they do this, but it's been happening for 60 years. But then the small village of Buñol discovered that this flying ketchup bonanza is good for business. People come here from all over the world and pay money to bathe in the juices. I love that, that they've they've talked um, people to show up there and pay money yeah. to throw tomatoes at each other. Oh, they're going to have you next year for sure. I think I might be in. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear the Inside Edition report? No. Of course. <laughs> it was an all-out food fight in Spain at La Tomatina. 20,000 people descended on the city of Bunal for the annual tradition and painted the town red oh, by throwing oh. ripe tomatoes at each other. They painted the town red. Because it's sauce. See? That's the color of a tomato. I want them in a grave. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Look, we talk a lot here on the Kevin and Bean Show, and we try to make a lot of jokes. We do our best. Uh-huh. There are times when we fall short. And it's time now to answer for that. Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me, would you, if you could, you would you, could you take that back? Would you like to take that back? Would you like to take that back? Tell me, would you, if you could, you would you, could you take that back? I mean, there aren't a lot of times in life where you get the opportunity for a do-over, where you could mm-hmm. actually revisit the scene of the crime and say, you know what? I I, I take it back. I'm right. not, not going to stand by that. I wish that hadn't happened. Everybody was right that hated it. On me. Crime one was Allie. Oh. What a surprise. People are still going to do it. Just a question of where you're going to make them park, I guess. Way to go against the man. Right? Well, He's I mean, an outlaw. Just, he doesn't play by your is. rules. It's one of the most famous uh, scenes in America, though. Right. You know, those those four Victorian houses next to each other with the cityscape behind. I mean, it's a beautiful picture to take, and people are still going to want to do it. They should cut it out. Oh, she's just making a bad I'm joke. I'm sorry, just, guys. I just, I've had so much coffee. I just can't. I apologize. Would you like to take that back? Okay, what was that? We were talking about buying the house, full house, house. The full house. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, I sorry, missed I that whole that thing. I was like, wait, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, because they, cut they, it they out. weren't allowed to park there, and I said they should just cut it out. Right, but you didn't say it that, that way. You just said they should cut it out. Because I said it that way. 
for those that were in the know to know, I didn't want to make it overt is what I did. Sounds like you're defending it. I'm defending it. Now that I know what it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it. You're gonna keep that one. Yeah, because it was it was it was it wasn't overt, so you would be like, come on, Allie. I am surprised and disappointed. <laughs> okay. All right. Apologies. <laughs> All right. Still talking about the house later that day. Mm-hmm. People that are buying uh, the full house house. Does it make me a bad person that it, I thought it would be funny if I owned that house mm-hmm. and people were taking pictures all the time if I left the curtains open and just walked by nude a bunch? Oh, no. That would okay. be amazing. <laughs> would Absolutely. Be right? It would be on them. <laughs> I mean, right? They're, I mean, they're you're, you're in house. my house. Right? Right? Exactly. What if you just pointed and you're like, you got it, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Full house references right now, you guys. What's happening? Cut it out. <laughs> oh, Kevin bringing the heat. Would you like to take that back? I mean, All just right, so purely for the alley-oop to Kevin. That's I'm alley keeping me. it. What? Yeah. Okay, here's my thing. Yeah. I hated that joke uh-huh. when you made it earlier right. in the day. Right. <laughs> then I stole it yeah. and tried to make it my own. Yes. I'm taking that the hell back. Oh. All right, then I will too. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> so we're both yes, we're both a yes on that. Okay. All right. Uh, we're still in San Diego for Comic Con. We're interviewing the guy who started a charity to help struggling comic book artists, right. and they were having oh, an no. event. They were having an event, and he was telling us all about it. People are coming down tonight. Uh, Stone Brewing. They're headquartered here in San Diego. They're having an amazing event tonight called HopCon. Yeah, I'm they, listening. There I'm you in. go. There you go. They, you got they me. have a special beer they do once a year called Woot Stout. And every year, we have an artist draw a new label for the Woot Stout. Woot Stout beer ain't nothing to F with. We see what you did there, Ella. Thank you. So, Thank you. One man who said the yes. crowd said yes? Oh, Put, her in, oh. <laughs> Put her in the file. Put her in the file. That's nonsense. Would you like to take that back? All right. Someone in the crowd went yes, but it was just it Dave. Was Dave. So Dave is in here to answer for his crimes as well. First of all, Allie. Would you like to take that back? There couldn't be... Anyone that would have gotten that reference less than the man we were talking to just then. Correct. Which made it so beautiful for me. I'm not taking that back. Mm -mm. All right. What about the guy in the crowd that went, yes. That was Dave. Come on. What about that guy? I'm in the final just for agreeing with the joke. Yes, because it's the joke in question. But that joke was so awesome. Hell no. I'm not taking that back. No way. You're not taking it back. Not even a little bit. Thank All you. right, Bean is up next. Oh. Uh, we were talking to Doto about his woman in Bangkok, and Bean just could not wait. I need your guys' advice, man. On October 15th, 15th. I'm going to Bangkok for two weeks. Then, then, then Bangkok, Oriental City? No, 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 Bank Thailand. Would you like to take that back? <laughs> I mean, Bean, for God's sakes. You're just like a battering ram. Damn, wait, wait for a spot or something. Bangkok Oriental City. I heard that in the song once. By the way, there's a lot of controversy that the lyric is actually Oriental setting as well. Who so cares? I think, I think I failed on uh, both counts. And I, I apologize to Doto. I apologize to the show, and I apologize to America. Okay, yes, so I take it back. Wow, Bean took one back. How about okay. that? All right, here's Bean again. Oh. Uh, we were talking to a guy about taking a woman home to his house and the problems that he had. Pretty much it was a first date, and uh, my chick and I went back to my house. We had a little bit of whiskey. After and, uh, you took the whiskey drink, did you also take a vodka drink? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you drink a, a lager drink? Yeah, okay. All right. a cider drink? Yeah, we get it. Thank you for calling. Would you like to take that back? Oh, Bean, I loved it then, and I love it now. Would you like to take that back? 
We're going to have to ask Allie to take back her love of this. But I mean, how often do you get a setup like that where the guy started with a whiskey drink? I think I got to I think I got to stand by that. I'm sorry. I don't think I could take that. I'm going to weigh in with this. Had you stopped with the first one, it would have mm-hmm. you would have had to take it back, but mm-hmm. you did all four. <laughs> okay, so props it for that. Came back okay, so props you, for that. He'll allow it. Okay, all great. All right, let's uh, go to Jensen Carp on the phone. Hey, Jensen. Oh, oh hi, friends. Hey, hey welcome Jensen. to. Would you like to take that back? I mean, I don't know if to say thank you or to slightly <laughs> run away. <laughs> so here's the conversation, and then we'll have Jensen respond. Jensen, in your long uh, long career, have you uh, had much interaction with Mr. Wahlberg? Oh, Wahlberg and I have had no interaction. Uh, I feel like in the white rap world, yeah. you f- I feel like you would want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've never had any good vibrations. No. Uh, would you like to take that back? Wow. I'm sorry, what, Bean? I said, ooh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jensen, how do, you, how do you feel hearing that back? Here's the thing. I had never woken up at 4.30 before. Come on now. New hour for me. (sighs) Yeah, I'll take it back. Okay. Okay, That's the right call, Jensen. I will tell you this, Kevin, about our friend Jensen Karp that filled in when you were gone. Uh Uh-huh. He had a lot of them. He was bringing oh, no. the He's puns. Horrific? Oh he no! He was bringing the puns in a way that Bean and I loved oh, to its core, no. and we kept saying, "Kevin's gonna kill you." I hate puns, <laughs> so but I only hate. I, I, I like to think when the cat's away. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we we had to get it all out while you were gone. Agree. <laughs> a new hour, a new job for me. I I have very little regrets, but most of the Mark Wahlberg interview falls into something I would take back in seconds. <laughs> okay, well, you guys are not on the same page. In that interview, I'll tell you that. No, we were not pals. <laughs> I'll even say we would never make a very funky bunch. Oh, oh he can't stop you like to take that back. Goodbye, I'll sir. Take back that. Okay, <laughs> bye now. Uh, and finally, me. Oh, what animal walked into her kitchen and bit her while the seventy-seven-year-old lady was reading the newspaper? A squirrel. Got to be a raccoon. Both reasonable guesses. This time around, though, it was a fox. Fox. She said, I stood up. I was screaming. I was trying to shake it off my hand, but it was holding on. I was looking at its beady eyes and its sharp teeth. When it eventually did let go, I was able to shoo it outside. What did the fox say? Oh! I don't need it. Does it bother you how much Bean and I immediately loved it? No, I. Uh, here's why. Okay. What do you mean, Dave? Listen, you gave <laughs> Bean, you gave Bean crap for shoehorning his joke in. No, no, about, no, no, or, oh, no, no. That wasn't shoehorned. He waited. A battering ram. A yeah, battering ram. Yeah. Hold on. He didn't pick a spot. He you just heard you. the word and just. What do you mean? Oh, no, he did waited. I, I oh, had no. that pun waiting for the entire story. You could have waited and I waited and I just. Yeah. Slipped it in. That was genius. That I'm not taking that back ever. <laughs> I love me. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. We got a new moment with Kevin for you. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. It's unique as well in that I saw a Harry Potter movie there with the score and the orchestra was playing. And that was really great. But. There's no live music in that. You know what I mean? It's not focused on like it is in this particular um, movie and you being on stage being able to sing this character's words. That was a moment with Kevin. I'm with you, Vina. I think I think Danny Elpin should have just taken his headphones off. Yeah. 
Just walked out the door. Just walked out. It's been great knowing you guys. I didn't understand a word of that. <laughs> a very, I mean, he's a very kind man. He really is. After listening to it again, I know what you were saying. You were saying it's just so different. Harry Potter, when you saw it, was just the orchestra with the movie playing. Right, but why did I leave out every third and fourth word? Uh, you left out, you know, you didn't see people singing and the lyrics and actual, you know, acting I could have said it better. You could have, but... It was perfect just the way it was. <laughs> it sure was. That's what I have to say. All right, it's 9.40 time for our final look at what's happening. Here's Allie. Remember Billy on the street? Oh, yeah. Billy Eichner just yelling show. at people love on the street. Allie, that's on your Hulu. It is on my Hulu. It's just nonsensical. I love it. Yes. Um, well, it has left True TV about a year ago, and it's returning, though. With a few major changes. No it's Billy now Eichner. well no, absolutely <laughs> Billy Eigner. But it's being revived as a web series. It's gonna have eight episodes, which will be a lot shorter than the half hour run of the previous five seasons. But that could change. They could get longer. We don't know. But some of the guests so far, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Tiffany Haddish, Kate McKinnon, Emma Stone. All right. Huge names. Wow. wow. Yeah. So that's exciting, right? Sure. And they have a bitchin' theme song. Yeah, they do. I love it. I love it so much. So that's exciting. We weren't sure if it was ever coming back, but it is. Love it. As a web series. So, Jeff Goldblum. People love Jeff Goldblum. And if you haven't had a chance to see him perform musically, he's a accomplished pianist. Oh, really? Amazing. He's been a pianist on oh. the piano. Yeah. He's been performing at jazz clubs here in L.A. He does a bunch of shows in New York City. His band is called the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. He's been playing <laughs> with them since the 90s, you guys. Wow. But now he's finally ready to share his debut album. It's going to be out on November 9th, and it is called The Capitol Studio Sessions. And he put out a album trailer, so you get to see a bunch of people that are joining him on the album, a bunch of like little performances he did at Capitol. But right here, he's joined by a comedian that we know and love named Sarah Silverman, who is being featured on the album. Hi, I'm... Well, you know... And I'm at the Capitol Records building. We're recording a record, an album. She's on the cover, may I say, of GQ currently. Is that correct? That's a comedy issue, but... I don't think many people know this. She's got tremendous ears. And, you know, she just brought a, a wonderful kind of light comedic element into the whole play of the record. We're singing Me and My Shadow, and I hope I don't... It up. And now to repeat what I said and at the start. Indeed, a large crowbar to bust us apart. We're alone but far from blue. Huh. 14 tracks. The Mildred Snitzer Orchestra. It's out on November 9th. And if you want to catch them live, Jeff Goldblum and his band, they're going to be playing at David Lynch's Festival of Disruption here in L.A. on October 13th. So, all right, there you have it, guys. Moving on to someone that's pretty accomplished as well, Adele. She recorded her 2011 live CD DVD at London's famed Royal Albert Hall, and she also won a Grammy for her version of Set Fire to the Rain, which was recorded there. Well, they've now done something 
at the legendary venue to honor people. It's like their own little walk of fame. So they have 11 stars on the walk, which recognizes people and institutions that have played an important role in the history of London's famed Royal Albert Hall. So she got a star at a ceremony yesterday. And so did rock legend Eric Clapton, who has played at the Royal Albert Hall more than how many times would you think? Well, I know he does residencies there most years where mm-hmm. he'll play like 15 nights in a row or something. Yeah. So they, they must have added up. Or I'm going to say he has played there 65 times. How about you, Kevin? Well, I didn't know that he had a residency there. So before that, I was going to guess 10, thinking mm. that was a lot. Yeah. Well, you're both very off because <laughs> he has played there more than 200 times. Okay. That's insane, right? Wow. Yeah. They're also giving a star to Sir Winston Churchill. He gave 16 speeches there. I mean, step it up, Winston. 16, what a loser. And look how long it's been since the last one. (laughs) Sure has. Um, Roger Daltrey from The Who, boxing legend Muhammad Ali, late scientist Albert Einstein, and Queen Victoria all getting stars there. I hope they're all there. They they were not there. They have Mm. all, yeah, most passed. Over 200 times. That's amazing because, you know, uh, it was such a big deal made when Billy Joel passed 100 Mm -hmm. at the uh, Madison Square Garden. Right. And that seemed like he's been playing there for 40 years. But uh, Eric Clapton, man, he's really putting some work on that stage. Yeah, more than 200 times. Oof. You ever seen him perform, Bean? I have. Really good. Is he amazing? Yeah, I mean, every tour is a little different, but uh, yeah, he's obviously very, very... He's not the most uh, personable guy in the world. He's not, you know... He's not telling stories. Yeah. Cracking everybody up. He's just a great musician, that's (laughs) all. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen him. That'd be someone I'd want to see. I'll make a note. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) You guys, um, there's some science now behind what Bean doesn't like to do. Hug people. Oh, I'm not a hugger. Yeah. I don't um, like to be touched. Well, yeah, that I think you're in a different category. You don't like to be touched anything. I don't like massages. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, haircuts. Wait, I don't so like... is a handshake still bad? Or is it um, just better can... because it's not a hug? I can handle a handshake. I, mm-hmm. It's other parts of my body that I don't like being touched, like, mm. like my head and my yeah. torso. I'm just glad Kevin said shake at the end of that. So. Touch and go there for a minute. Um, But some people just hate being hugged, and the reason seems clear now. Because researchers have found that people who don't like hugs didn't get many as children. A professor of counseling at Northern Illinois University says, Our tendency to engage in physical touch, whether hugging, a pat on the back, linking arms with a friend, is often a product of our early childhood experiences. In a family that was not typically physically demonstrative, children may grow up and follow that same pattern with their own kids. So, were your folks not huggers? And maybe their folks weren't huggers. I... I can't ask him anymore. <laughs> I, I set myself up for that. I, I remember. I that. didn't. They're, they're I, both gone. Yeah, so. I didn't think that through. Um, Someone didn't love you enough when you were little, did they? Well, maybe a chip. Can we ask you about your folks? Were they huggers? Or? Same answer. Same answers, being sure. Sure. All right. Does anyone um, have parents? I do. <laughs> I do as well. Uh, I suspect your family was was touchy, Allie. I mean, that sounds so horrible. Judgy and gross. Right. No, you know what I mean. Like they weren't afraid to hug each other. Yeah, we're huggers. 
Okay. Yeah. How about you, Same. Kevin? Same. Yeah. Huggers. Okay. Yeah. All right, so you guys are well-adjusted. Yeah, and we have parents, so. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Woo. It's been a day, right? It sure has. It's been a hell of a day. I feel like, let's get Karina back on the phone. I feel like Chip and I are working in a hostile environment right now. Oh, maybe you could cry to your pick. Oh. oh. Wow. Wow, this bullion has just been turned up. <laughs> Some birthdays for you. Rose McGowan, Michael Keaton, Bob Newhart, and Dweezil Zappa, and that's what's happening. Thank you, Alan. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. Tomorrow morning on an all-new Kevin and Bean show. It's Thursday morning, and we speak with R.J. Bell. Why? It's that time of year again, You know kids. why? Because what? the NFL. I don't think so. What's the date? Very excited about that. Uh, tomorrow's the 6th of September. Wow. Yes. Also, uh, get up on this with Jensen Carp. And speaking of Jensen Carp, horrible bachelor parties. We're going to take your calls on that tomorrow as well. And we're taking to see Florence Against the Machine at the Hollywood Bowl. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.